Real quick, friends, before we dive into today's episode, I've got a special invitation for you to join me live and in person for my upcoming masterclass, Your Three-Step Visibility Engine. In this class, I'm giving you the juicy secrets to my playbook on showing up in front of a bigger audience and how you can create your playbook to use on rinse and repeat. Grab your seat at podcaster.com forward slash masterclass. See you there. You know that feeling you get when you finally get to see one of your besties in real life after just chatting with them on the phone for months and months and months on end? Well, that is what happened to me a couple of weeks ago when I went out to visit Phoenix, Arizona, and my girl Tanya was there. We were there for a conference, the Powerhouse Women event, but we got to sit down in the Good Vibes studio and do our own live and in-person podcast recording. And let me just tell you, the vibe is never better than when you are together. Maybe if we had added wine, it could have been a little bit even more up-level vibed, but that's for next time. For now, we're going to walk you through where we started, where we are now, and then you'll need to hop over to Tanya's podcast, Ladies Kickin' Ass. It is episode 69 over there, and I will put the links in the show notes to hear us finish up our podcast recording at Good Vibe Studio with where we're going next. This one is juicy, ladies. So buckle up, sit down, and listen in. The power of a podcast extends well beyond plugging in the mic. So if you're ready to learn how it can help you build a big business, then I'm your best friend. Hi, I'm Joanne Bolt, and I am obsessed with all things podcasting and creating an unapologetically big revenue business with it. From podcast guesting to podcast hosting and everything in between, we're going to dive into it all and show you step by awesome step how using a podcast can and will grow your business. So grab a glass of wine and pop your headphones on because girlfriend, happy hour has begun here on The Beat Word. Joanne, I'm so excited that we are here together in this cute studio to be able to record a podcast. Right. Together. It's like a dream come true. It's so fun. I want one of these in my house. I think I've now decided all podcast recordings should be live. Do you think my husband would let me just build a studio? And then we can just travel back and forth. Can we have a travel Atlanta allowance and just go back and forth? <laughs> So fun in here by yourself. <laughs> no, this is such a cool opportunity. And really, because the first time that we actually even met each other was here in Phoenix oh. in just February. It was not as hot. It was not as hot. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Then it was very, very nice. But it's so crazy to think, how, what is that, six months ago? Like how much shit has actually happened in the last six months for both of us Yeah, as a result of what we went to and what we experienced. So let's chat about that. Okay. Because I'd love to talk about like what we did and kind of like walking into a room and what that felt like for us. And then really kind of like the aftermath of like what we did with the information and the relationships and connections that we made. Yeah. And and what that's done for our business and even us personally as women, how that how much that's change things for us. Cool. Cool. Let's do it. So what do you think is like your like going into that room? Like, how did you feel walking into this room? Little bit of preface here. We're going to start with we had a mastermind that we both signed up to go to. 
And we both came by ourselves into this mastermind, and we didn't know anybody. And it was crazy. I remember walking into that room like, fuck, I don't know anything, and I don't know why I'm here, but I just had this heartstring pull that I needed to be there. What was that like for you going into that room? You know what? I was petrified. And it was one of those weird experiences for me. I'm not often terrified of things, Mm -hmm. you know, and of meeting people or doing the things. But I had just come off of hosting a conference myself for a group of real estate agents. And so I was exhausted. And I walked into this room. And, you know, in my previous industry, mastermind is a very loose term. Mm -hmm. You know, a mastermind is really more you're going to get talked to and coached to by whoever you're paying to be in the group with. And so I didn't. I didn't know what to expect from this weekend. And I certainly didn't know any of the women there. And I felt like a lot of them did know each other because they kind of followed that circle of the powerhouse women group with Lindsay Swartz. And I don't even know why I clicked the button and bought the mastermind. I just did one day, Mm -hmm. you know, and I looking back, I probably wouldn't have had I thought that through because it fell after my conference. I knew I would be tired, but I got on the plane anyway, and I came out here and I walked into that room and then Thank God I looked over and I saw my name already, you know, on a a table setting. So I didn't have to like figure out where I was going to sit. And she had put me next to you. And I was like, oh, another blonde. This is great. This is awesome. (laughs) And so I sat down and, you know, you looked at me and you were like, I do not know why I'm here. And I was like, me neither. And it was that instant bond. Yeah. So it immediately put me at ease, um, you know, which was really nice. But man, that whole weekend for me, I felt like I didn't talk much. I felt like these girls are going to think I don't belong in the room. I don't deserve to be here because I don't have anything to really add to the conversation because I was at that point in where I was going with life that it was such, I knew a change was coming. Yeah. Like I knew that that season for me was about to shift and it was going to shift in really big ways. And I just didn't know how to walk into that season. And so I took that weekend at the mastermind is that like, okay. I'm just going to absorb and see where this takes me. And that was six months ago. And man, has it, that season has, you know, that wave has crested a whole bunch of times since then. That's so exciting too, because you walk into this room. Were you expecting something? No. No No expectations. Okay. Well, total truth be told, I really walked into the room and thought if I can just get to be friends with Lindsay Schwartz then I will have done my job here this weekend. Mm -hmm. And that's really it. That's all I wanted. I thought, okay, there's 20 people in the room. She can't ignore you. You know, like, (laughs) it's not like when you go to a big conference and, you know, people are on the stage and you think, God, if I could just get up there. And I thought, this is how I walk into her world. And if I have to pay to be here, then I'll pay to be here. And I really didn't think I'd get anything out of it other than that. And I think that's been the biggest mindset shift for me is when I opened myself up to the possibility of what I could get out of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it took on a life of its own. Yeah. How about you? Like, what were you expecting? I honestly walked into that with expectations. It's called Community Builder Mastermind. And I had really wanted to launch an online membership for Ladies Kicking Ass so that we could take it from more of a localized setting to a more national setting to where we could help a lot of people with things. And I just felt a calling with that. Like, I love to work with women and I do some consulting work and stuff. And I love to do that, but it takes up so much time. And I have a slew of children in a business, (laughs) another business that takes a ton of my time. And sometimes my husband likes to see me. So I 
realize that I can't do that one on one. Mm. I just don't have the bandwidth and capacity to be able to do that. But how can I cultivate this this community of service based businesses that I know needs to happen? I've needed this community forever. And I think building a community sometimes can be like a selfish situation too, kind of like podcasting, because you're like, I get to sit down with this awesome chick for the next 45 minutes and we just get to bullshit and she gets to pour into me and I get to pour pour into her. Captive audience. Yes. And so you get all this feedback from all of these people that you don't even know you need help from them, but then here it shows up on your doorstep and you're like, oh shit, I didn't even know that I needed that, but thank you for coming to this. And it's just like this whole just really evolution of who you are. You don't really know what you need until, you know, it appears there. Um, so my big why behind going to that was to learn the tactics of how she's built her online membership mm-hmm. with powerhouse community, which being in that room, I walked in there and I was like, Oh my God. Like, you know, Jenna was speaking on a, having her event and you had just had events. And when people keep talking about all these events and I'm like, I've done shit. I, I, I literally run ship business every day. I mean, you run a septic company. <laughs> and so I'm like, I have nothing to add to all these classy babes in here that are like <laughs> coaches and doing all this cool stuff, you know, like I just want to get a group of these gritty women together to band together and get out of this man's world for a little while, you know, that was my intention going in there. But I truly walked into that room and when I saw my name's tag too, which is a brilliant move if you're going to be doing something like that, because there is nothing worse than it's like going stag to a dance somewhere and you're like, where do I sit? Because even the highest of achievers, the high D's, the get shit done, like you walk into a room where you haven't ever been there. Mm hmm. And it's just nice to know, like, I don't even have to think about where I'm going to sit. Someone's already taken care of that. It's one less decision. Like, how many times do you hear that, like, really super successful people? Like, we're the same thing every day because it's one less decision. I'm like, that's dumb. But this was like that. It's one less decision you had to make when you went in there. Am I sitting in the right spot? Where am I going? I didn't have a choice because there was already a thing. And I truly believe that sitting in that spot was just like, I, I feel like she had a feeling about us. Before we got there, because obviously we had both had some interaction with her prior to being there. So um, I found that very interesting. And it was such a beautiful thing to be sitting next to you and having that conversation <laughs> of like, we don't know why the hell we're here. Mm-mm. You know, like I, at that point, I was like, OK, I'm not the only one. Yeah. And then more people started going around the room and a lot of people were like, I'm not real sure why I'm here. I'm kind of in between things. I don't really know what I'm doing. And as soon as people started speaking up, doing things like that, and I'm pretty sure somebody said fuck first. And then oh. the, it was all down. Our whole back there, row. We realized that we belonged. <laughs> we belonged. The whole back row was just it was it was the fuck row. Like we just everyone on our row dropped that. Yes. And it was like sometimes you walk into those rooms and you feel like. Like you need to, if you have a big personality, like you and I both do, many times you walk into rooms like that and you're like, you kind of shrink yourself down. You do. Not necessarily that someone ever makes you feel that way, but I think that you and I have both very much in our lives been told like, you talk too much. Yeah. You're this, you're that. Yeah. You're Who do you too- think you are? Yes. Well, oh. I'm an Enneagram 8. <laughs> I'm very loud spoken. I'm a manifesting generator. Put all that together and I'm going to dominate a room. Sure. 
without even thinking about it. I can't help it. Yeah. You don't intentionally go in doing that. So I think like in an effort to get approval from people, we walk in and just kind of shrink to our spots. So it was beautiful that we kind of got anchored into a corner over there together and had that link arm safety to really realize, oh, we can be ourselves with each other. Yeah. And then the more we could be ourselves with each other, the more we started being more open with everything else. Uh, the dancing thing. As soon as they said they were doing anything with dancing, I was like, I'm going to my room. I'm going to go drink a bottle of wine and I'll be back when I'm drunk so I can do this dance because that petrifies me. And it was like one of the coolest experiences ever because I was like, I just I've just like had this realization like I don't give a shit. Like I'm just going to put it all out there and see what happens this weekend. This is something that I hadn't done any of this stuff really like trying to find a community of women really ever. I'd mm. always like really been proud of like, I'm just a guy's girl. Like I work in this male industry. I have all these males around me. I grew up with a bunch of men and boys and stuff. And I always thought like the girl community thing was this clicky, like catty, like bitchy something that that had been my experience with, ex uh, except a handful of friends that I've had for many, many, many years. And I realized at that point, like all of the people that I had been around were not people that I needed to have in my circle, mm -hmm. because I wasn't playing in the right rooms. And I wasn't playing in the right rooms because I was often intimidated that I didn't belong there. And walking into that room, Lindsay has a beautiful way. We were talking about this at lunch about being so community minded, like everybody belongs and you just start chatting up a stranger and things like that. And it was such a welcoming room to go into once everyone started opening their mouths and talking that what I thought I was going to get out of that was not what I got out of it at all. Hmm. I still don't have the step-by-step -step strategies that I thought I needed to build this community. What I needed to build that community was all the women that was there. Well, so you built a community. You just built sure. it for you. Yeah. I, I went in there for strategy and I walked, and you walked out, out there with, community. with relationships with the community that I needed to really push me to do it. Because now I have this group of women that if I am not showing up, you say something to me. You didn't <laughs> post a podcast this week. What's going on? You know, <laughs> I feel like I have to keep up with my social media, even though it's my 22 new friends that are the ones that are liking everything. It's something that it's almost like an accountability and unspoken accountability being in that room with those women. Yeah. And I think when you are in that season of change, and when you allow yourself to be open for that season of change, mm -hmm. then what you need will open the door for you. Yeah. You know, my son and I just watched, I mean, we pulled out the old movies and we pulled, we watched Field of Dreams the other night. Oh, that's a good one. Such a good one. Like Kevin Costner. <sighs> he just, yeah. yeah, he's good. He started out good. He's still good. All the <laughs> things. But Hunter's really into baseball. Mm -hmm. And so my, you know, my husband and I were like, well, let's just watch this and, you know, we'll see if he likes it. And he loved it. Like he was, he's 15 and just loved the whole movie. But when that line came on, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. And I, I did kind of reflect as we were, you know, they were watching the movie and I'm over there in the corner, like in my journal reflecting down. I'm like, oh, this needs to be a podcast episode because truly when you're in that season of change in your business, when you're in that space of I need to do something different, mm -hmm. 
you have to give yourself permission to build it. Yeah. And jump off the ledge and not know if the people who need it are going to see it, if it's going to be re- you know received okay, if it's going to make you any money, if it's going to be what you thought it would be. But if you build it, ultimately, who needs it will come. Yeah. And I think that's why that mastermind was so powerful for both of us, because we were both in that space right then and there in our businesses and our personal lives. Yes. Did you walk out of that room having that permission to let yourself build that? Or did it take you time once you got home to really? I walked out of the room not really having permission to build it. I'd already given myself permission to build. It was more of a what am I going to build? And so I finally gave my myself permission to let go of what I didn't want to do mm-hmm. and start to figure out what I wanted to do. Yeah, because you said that you were flipping from real estate to doing more. Of yeah. And I was really struggling with how do I take an audience that I had and bring them along with me? And should I and how do I exit it gracefully? And mm-hmm. should I and, you know, at the end of the day, I finally just realized, like, I have a skill set. Mm-hmm. That skill set was honed and developed during real estate. That doesn't mean it's only applicable to real estate agents. But now I have a new passion, which is marketing through a podcast. So let me take the same strategies that I did, teach women how to do that in a different scale, mm-hmm. in a different world. And like nothing really had to change, only just who I was talking to, not the what. Yeah. And so when that finally like clicked into my brain, that's when things started to shift. That's when like life started to get good again in the business world. Yes. And we were talking about this earlier too. Like in you're still providing a service just like you did as a real estate. Yeah. I am. I mean, I taught real estate agents marketing and contracts and how to run a profit and loss statement and how to actually be an entrepreneur. Yeah. I'm doing the same thing now. It's just behind a microphone. Yeah. And to women who want to use a microphone. Once you you get those procedures together, it's like rinse and repeat as far as you're doing service stuff. Because, And you can apply that to so many things. So many people now are multi-passionate and they want to be doing a bunch of different things. Gone are the days where it's like, I have a nine to five and then I go home and I just chill and do nothing. Like that sounds like my worst nightmare because I like. If you to have be time to chill, developing. please come do laundry at my house. <laughs> yeah. There is always some to do. I t- come take my kids to the park, so right. I don't have to. I will. I will keep you occupied. <laughs> yes, and so many people are multi passionate with that, and so they're wanting to find places where they can learn these skills. So, with what you learned, I would love to know as far as podcasting goes. Where did that? kind of lead you when you walked out of there? What were you feeling? Are you doing now what you thought you would be doing? Oh, no, not at all. Mm. And and a lot of people have watched the journey and they're like, oh, you have just pivoted so many times. And I'm like, no, you've just actually been paying attention to the journey. Yes. You know, like, thank you for coming along for the ride. Here's where we are. Here's where I thought I was going to be. I thought I was going to have a podcast where I just taught tips and tricks on being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And that was after I thought I'd have a podcast on teaching real estate agents. And as you develop your business skills, as you develop in who you are, you've got to be okay with bringing the people along on the journey and saying, oh, okay, so this is really honing in on a skill set. It's just changing, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, it's really interesting to me because now I've got a membership for women who want to learn how to be podcasters. I've got quarterly retreats in my home in Atlanta, where I bring them into my studio. And I really just introduce them to a whole new world of podcasting. Because 
you know, what I'm best at is teaching you how to run a business, not a podcast. Mm. So I actually thought, like I think most people do when you get into podcasting, oh, I'm going to have a podcast and um, might sell one or two things online. And really, it's going to be that I'm going to have sponsors. I'm going to make money off of it. Yeah. And that just isn't, A, it's not fulfilling for most of us. No. But it's not reality. Your podcast is like your voice to your business. And so when that clicked for me, that's when stuff started to kind of, it made it easier for me to figure out content. Made me, you know, it made it easier for me to figure out who I was speaking to. It made it easier to produce offers. I had to learn a lot of new terms. I will say that. In real estate, it's like houses, listing agreements, buyer's agreements, contracts. I'm really good at contracts. I almost went to law school. And now I'm in the digital world. And it's like launches. Well, what the hell is a launch? (laughs) You know, I had to figure out, you know, like email sequences look different. And launches were a thing. And like dropping an episode was a thing. And I learned about meta tags and Facebook pixels. So it was like going to school all over again. Sure. Only it was fun. Yes, because your interest, it's a new thing that's piquing your interest. It's not the same old, same old. I think what's so cool about your story and the transformation that you've had, and thank you for sharing all of that with everybody, because it's so cool. I love it. Is that if you've learned anything, like how long did you do real estate? 20 years. Okay. 20 years. How many people get into a job or a career and they're like, I've been in here for 20 years. I might as well just stay here and finish it out. You know, like that really is an incredible thing for, I don't want to call it bravery because that word I think is overused with a bunch of stuff in today's mamby pamby world. But I think that it is extremely important to tell people your story for that, to help other women realize, even if you've been doing the same shit for 30 years and you have it in your heart to do something else and serve in a different way. Yeah, you can pivot. can do that anytime you want to. Like you get to finish your story. You get to write it. You get to do everything. Like, why are you stuck in this one place? And I love how you've been able to take your skills that you had and talk about that and really be able to flip them over to this new passion that you have. And yes, you've had to learn new terminology, but (laughs) who cares? You got to learn how to do new terminology all the time. I think as my kids grow older, I learn new terminology. Every um, day. I'm like, what What the hell does that even mean? It, it's a beautiful thing. And it's challenging for you again, because it's something that you're having to teach yourself how to do. Yeah. And I think that's a really exciting, fulfilling thing. Do you f- see a lot of fulfillment in that? I really do. And I love it when, you know, you always, you're always going to doubt yourself. It doesn't matter how good you are in Whatever it is you're doing, you are always going to have that self-doubt that, you know, why should they listen to me? Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. You know, I don't, I'm not the expert because you're always looking at someone else getting guidance from them, right? But now I'm at that point where people ask questions and I'm like, oh, I do know the answer for that. Yeah. And I know it because I've done it. I've learned it. I've lived it. Like, I'm not just spitting out an answer I read somewhere. I'm spitting out an answer because I've been there, done that, figured it out. Yes. I'm really big on, I will never teach you to do something I didn't go learn myself. Ooh, that's good. You know, like, I'm not going to tell you to use Kajabi for your email sequences if I don't use Kajabi. Right. I'm not going to tell you how to do a Facebook pixel if I'm, you know, didn't learn it myself. Do I hire that out now? Sure. But I don't hire anyone into my organization that is doing a job I didn't do myself first. 
Okay, so you started the episode. I know you're dying to finish it. Head on over to Ladies Kicking Ass with Tanya Wilson. It's episode 69 to hear the rest of our amazing conversation about where we're going from here because you guys, it's going to be big. I'll see you there.